there. I went to every mystic, shaman, tarot card reader, astrologer, guru, you name it. I got heavy into meditation and kundalini yoga where, I mean, I was to the point where I was dressing in all white, wrapping myself with a turban, chanting all of the mantras and doing all of the mysticism. And in that moment in time, I actually thought I was opening up a quote unquote new level of consciousness. I was becoming enlightened. I was moving all my trauma. I was, you know, elevating my chakras and all the key terminology, but I never really understood the deep understandings of what I was getting entangled in. Hmm. And Welcome to Ben Yourself Podcast. This is Frank Rice, and today we're gonna have a special guest today. Uh, the guest I have today is actually name is Gerald. is actually a life coach. Is somebody is been in a, a new age and now he become a Christian as well. He's just gonna explain to us about his journey, thing that he actually discovered. Because as you know, I'm very passionate about anything to do with the new age, because I believe like it's it's good to look after your soul but you have to make sure like you go in the right path otherwise you're gonna get you're gonna get lost a lot of people today they're trying to looking for themselves but at the end they get lost so we're just gonna talk about his journey what actually make him to become you know to come to Christ and what was the good thing about the new age what was the bad thing and thing that you actually need to learn this episode is actually for good for people it's good for people who are actually looking after themselves people who actually don't know what to do with their life they're just trying to search for something you know like you just have no clue you want to go to god you are confused you know yoga meditation all those things so before we start gerald i just want you to introduce yourself so the audience is going to know who you are sure, thank you so much it's an absolute honor to be here I'm, I'm grateful to have this platform that you provided to speak to many people who are watching it might be curious uh, my name is gerald Imangeli. Um, I'm a men's personal development coach. I've been in that arena for about two years now. Um, I work specifically with men, uh, help them to lead a godly life, to become leaders in their communities, in their businesses, in their families. And I do group coaching where I believe uh, men uh, together in community is the best way for us to become vulnerable, expressive, and really release whatever armor or trauma we have for us to be the best versions of ourselves, to be us in the image of how God created us. Okay, I think today, uh, as I say, what we're going to talk about today, we, we're going to talk more about the the new age. Mm. I mean, I don't know how you call it. Do you call it new age spirituality? It's new age. Yeah, for sure. New age. Okay, the new age, actually. So, yeah. Tell me more about your background, actually, before we start. So people. Yeah, great. I'm glad you asked that. Um, so I spent about a decade working in the entertainment industry from New York, LA to Las Vegas. Um, I did creative direction and celebrity wrangling and brand partnerships for like for nightclubs, hotels, bars, casinos, and super worldly job that I was in. And I did that for a decade. I got to Las Vegas and that end of that was around 2015. In 2015, I took a year off. I ended up moving into a mountain range in Las Vegas called Mount Charleston. It's 8,500 feet up, very rare. No one thinks that there's snow and pine trees. In Vegas, there is. I moved up there, and that's when I started and in getting introduced into New Age practices. I got heavy into meditation and Kundalini yoga, 
where, I mean, I was to the point where I was dressing in all white, wrapping myself with a turban, chanting all of the mantras and doing all of the mysticism. And in that moment in time, I actually thought I was opening up a quote unquote new level of consciousness. I was becoming enlightened. I was moving all my trauma. I was, you know, elevating my chakras and all the key terminology, but I never really understood the deep understandings of what I was getting entangled in. Hmm. And from there, I decided to go on an adventure, a dream of lifetime. I hiked from Georgia to Maine on the Appalachian Trail um, all the way through there. Interesting enough, there's so many references on that trail that I, uh, when I became a Christian, I'm reading like the road to Damascus. I ended up in Damascus, Virginia. So God was always with me. I just feel like he was letting me go on my journey. From there, I came back, got offered a job to get into the ad tech industry, went to San Francisco. I was making an abundance of money, the most I've ever made, brought me to Los Angeles, was living in a penthouse apartment in Santa Monica, 17th floor on the beach. So on the exterior, I'm living the best life. People are like, this is amazing. This guy's so conscious. He's so elevated. I'm making money. I'm being rewarded. And I always say, well, the devil's your sugar daddy, right? He's going to take mm. care of you, but you've got to pay him twofold. And through this journey, I was doing everything and anything you could think of to experiment in the new age. And at the time of being in uh, Santa Monica, uh, I had a relationship that fell apart. What a surprise. And I needed a break, and I went on my own E-Pray Love. I call it Man Tears. Hopped on a plane, left the sky rise in Santa Monica, ended up in Bali. Went yeah. to Bali for two months, became a certified yoga teacher. I went to every mystic, shaman, tarot card reader, astrologer, guru, you name it. I was there, and the quest that I was looking for was how do you love yourself? How do you find that thing that I've been searching for my whole life, which is self-love and worthiness, right? So I had everything else. Bali for two months, went to India, studied, did a hundred hour of Vipassana, which is a silent meditation where you can't make eye contact or look at anyone for 10 days. You meditate 10 hours a day. You live in like a jail cell. It's super intense. You're chanting these mantras and things that you don't know what you're saying. And you're doing this all in hopes to strip yourself of who you think you are and reprogram yourself in a new conscious, enlightened identity. From India, I went to Varanasi, which is the oldest city in the world, filled with demonic spirits and demonic entities. I meditated with the Aghori, which meditate on bones of and the dead people and putting ashes on their body. I was along the Ganges, mystics, holy men, uh, sadhus, everything you could think of, heal me, heal me, heal me. From there, I went to Peru, where I went mm. deep in the jungle. I did ayahuasca, I did cambo, I did wachuma, I did peyote, I did everything but DMT uh, to unlock my consciousness. I went to Machu Picchu, Rainbow Mountain, and listen, all great experiences, all things that you should, you know, maybe explore uh, as you're going through your journey. I'm not telling people to go do that. I'm saying, you know, it opened up another side of things that I think I need to see in my journey. Um, which was the false Holy Spirit. It's a fake spirit, it's not the truth. And I could tell you that by this. So after this eat, pray, love journey, I end up getting into the personal development space. I get dropped in Austin, Texas, which becomes the Mecca of new age spirituality with some of the biggest coaches in the space. And these people are doing great things. They really have a heart to help people. I don't wanna speak poorly about anyone, um, but they're all shoveling practices 
that leads you so far away from God and the truth from and from the God in the Bible, which is Jesus Christ. And as I'm living there, I am excelling. My business is thriving. I'm going to do seven figures. I have a, I have like everything you could think of. Just bought a new Maserati. Life is good, right? Well, I'm out yeah. walking in the woods. This is December 2021. I'm listening to my motivational speeches. I got my uh, Tony Robbins, Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher. And all of a sudden it changes. And I hear this like old English, like a Beowulf, like, what is this? And I pull my phone out of my pocket and I look at it and it says, Jesus Christ, Sermon on the Mount. And I'm like, interesting, I'll let this play. And I'm walking and nothing's really landing. And then all of a sudden I hear this verse that says, be leery of false prophets for they'll show up in sheep's clothing, but underneath they're ravishing wolves. And only a good tree will bear good fruit, but an evil tree will only bear thorns and thistles. And in that moment, I stopped right in my tracks. And I said, that's really interesting. I've been on this quest for spirituality and growth, and I've been searching and searching and searching, but I never searched for Jesus. I searched for everyone else, Shakti, Bhakti, you know, guru, shaman, light worker, healer, mystic, holy man, no Jesus. And in that moment, I didn't know what was happening, but I know now the Holy Spirit convicted me and said, go down this path. And I went down this path and it opened up into a big field and there was a river and I'm there and I hear the voice of God say to me, everything you want is with me. So come walk with me. And you have to understand, I've never read the Bible in my life. I never looked at a piece of scripture. I never did any of that. And out of my mouth, I said, I believe in Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one and only truth in the way. And in that moment, he dropped me to my knees, which is also quite biblical because it says all men will bow to me, whether you bow at the time of judgment or you bow now. Yeah. And as I'm on my knees, I just start weeping and crying. And I, I tell God, I confess my wickedness to him. And I tell God, you know, I have these demons or these principalities that are governing me, which has been the demon of lust, the love for money, uh, the lack of confidence, the hatred towards myself, all these things. And I said, remove them right now in Jesus' holy name. Hmm. And I could feel them be pulled from me. And as that happened, a hawk flew over my head and I felt an extreme lightness. And in that moment, I was rejuvenated with new eyes and new ears. And that's when the fun started happening <laughs> because I thought either I was going crazy or this is real. And I remember going back to my apartment and as I opened the door, my apartment was filled with all these things that I've acquired from all these great trips and all these great things of the world. And God right there told me that's witchcraft. That's a demonic entity. That's a stronghold. Remove it, remove it, remove it. And I stripped my apartment down to absolutely nothing. There was nothing left in there. Books. I had statues. I had false deities. I had uh, fake gods. I had materials with strongholds on them. All these things were governing my life. They were giving me the illusion that I was growing and expanding, but really I was living in darkness. I was living in the demonic realm. And mm -hmm. from that moment, you know, he revealed so much for me. But what really happened that I think is powerful and I think it's important for people listening is you think when you get saved that everything gets great. Well, it does because your salvation is here and now you're living for the truth. But my businesses and everything that I was doing, I couldn't do them anymore. I was so convicted that I shut my business down for nine months. I went absolutely broke. I lost all my money. I had to sell everything I owned. I sold my Ironman bike. I sold snowboards. I sold shoes. I was down to selling sneakers. 
you can name it just to survive, but I wouldn't waver on Christ because I knew it was true. I knew he was true, and I knew what he was doing for me was divine. And yeah. in that moment of time, I, I, I had my suffering. I had to pick up my cross daily and walk with him. But nine months later, I found I was connected with my now business partner, Dr. Eric Scroggins, who's a pastor, uh, a, a writer, and a man of God. And we met on a call, and within... 10 minutes, he said, well, you fly to my house in Washington. I thought this guy was a little, I was like, really? You just met me. I got yeah. to his house and we rewrote my entire program. We prayed on it in two days. We rewrote the whole program. I made it my business partner. And now we lead men through mind, body, spirit, and service, all centered in Christ and bringing men to be godly men. So the journey is, has been interesting um, and it's been challenging, but you know, God is always good and he has a plan for me and it's unfolding now. And I see it happening. But that year, this past year, humbling, hmm. humbling, because he had to break me down in the identity that I thought I was, but he had to rebuild me in the identity that he sees me as. And that's the true surrender to the Lord. And that's that's what the New Agers, they don't want to do. The yeah. New Agers believe they are God. It's it's actually quite arrogant to think that you are the, the most high. Okay, and, so we, I know exactly, I'm not going to cut you, but we can yeah. go, Jermaine just joined now, he's actually on his way, but he still wanted to listen to this, and yeah. when he's going to be ready, he's going to join. So I think you, you told me about your journey, the way you started, mm -hmm. you was in your age, and then, you know, the wake up call with God as well, and if we the need for you to do that. And the purpose of this episode, what I want to really want to get out of it, everybody know about Jesus, they know about God, but I really want to know go back into the details about why sure. is it really the new age because a lot of people they can actually recognize themselves same practice that people do they feel like it's just like a normal practice you getting in touch with your ancestor people talk a lot about ancestor about your chakra right i think yeah. you mentioned chakra as well i just yeah. want to understand those details as well so what is your purpose of getting this message out knowing like you came from that what is mm. your purpose what, what is actually your call for that yeah, my my purpose is not to bash or critique or point a finger at someone and say that what you're doing, you know, is, you know, terrible or you need to change this. It's to plant a seed of curiosity in them based on experience that what you're worshiping is a false God. It is a false power. It's not the true spirit. It's not the Holy Spirit. It's the spirit of the opposition. And the new age, which a lot of people don't understand. So when I got saved, God put a tremendous amount of knowledge and wisdom into me. I became insane with the amount of research that I was doing. So the new age is really founded on theology and philosophy of all different religions packed into one. It's by Elena Belotsky, who is a Russian theist. And she believed by transmission to a hot kumi that she was given astral projection rights and thoughts from an entity that told her what she needed to bring to earth to enlighten more people so they can meet up finally with their ancestors that are in a different realm, okay? This is yeah. the foundation of the New Age religion. And it's basically a hodgepodge of all different Eastern and Western religions packed into one thing. And if you look at it, they're doing Egyptian sun and moon worship, okay? They're doing Buddhism, which is the meditation and the Zen-like behaviors. They're doing all the stuff that's out of India, which is your yoga. People start saying to me, well, what's wrong with yoga? 
Well, yoga is worship. Those poses that you're doing are actually contorting your body to be in worship to Hindu deities. And if you start following scripture, I mean, what does it say in there? You shall not have any gods before me. Well, there's a reason to that. And you're doing these poses in homage to worship Hindu deities. So it's a religious practice. And even when they say um, namaste and they do the chant om, namaste means the light in me receives the light in you or the light in me sees the light in you or the God in me sees the God in you. So it's not just something you say at Owl Yoga or Lululemon. It's an actual um, statement that you're making to another way of living, which is a false god. And all of these things in the New Age is pure deception. And the thing that's interesting about it is it's a hairline away from the truth. Because everything that the New Ages are doing, it's right there. It's the perfect plan for the opposition to get you to think that you're actually doing things that are holy and good. But they're not the things that God or the Jesus from the Bible that wants you to do. It's a hairline away. Like even meditation. Right. So people are, I was a big meditation person, but think about what they tell you. The new age, the new age says, I want you to empty your mind. You have to clear your mind and think nothing. Be blank. Right. But what does it say in scripture? Read the word and then meditate on the word of God. So isn't that, do you see it right there? The opposition wants you to empty your mind, get the word of God out of your head. God's telling you, no, fill your mind with, with my words and meditate on them understand the scriptures right yeah because the thing is when you come i think they talk a lot about energy as well i think they always talk about energy energy i think they talk more about energy but they don't talk a lot about spirit no so it's, it's because what i realized the fact to use the term energy is really take away the spiritual side because spirit is it sounds a little bit evil it sounded a bit too deep i believe that's the reason why they don't do it because when you meditate they always have exchange of energy extent of spirit there's only two spirit that exist there is the spirit of god and there's the bad spirit as well so did you feel do, do you feel like today's society people are going why is it making people go more into like you know new age spirituality why is it causing yeah. that because there's more people and there is like believer as well like christian who are actually giving up their faith to try to join that movement why do you think is it the the whole story behind why is it making people go there yeah, I mean, you're seeing it in the Christian church, right? So people are more enthralled with the entertainment of God than they are with the word of God, right? That's why these big churches with the big worship music and everything, they're not pumping theology. They're pumping entertainment. So it's the feel-good God, right? It's the way you make me feel. And the new age, that's all it is. Everything is how you feel, right? Like you're saying, my energy, my chakras, my alignments, my healing, it has nothing to do with God first, the new age puts you as God, right? They believe in the new age, the philosophies that they were teaching and the ways that they're instilling into you is that you are the creator of your own universe, that you can manifest all things, that you don't even really need God, that Jesus is just a prophet that came with cool information like Buddha did, like Krishna did, like Allah did, Jesus is one of them. He's a great teacher. They don't believe Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. And they for sure do not like the idea of God first, we second. And in fact, the New Age really harps on the idea that you are God-like. And they harp on false 
ideology where they find things in the Bible and they pluck it out, but they don't want to read what's around it. Like the big one is God is love. So they think you could do whatever you want, whenever you want. And at the end of the dime, when you go, God's going to love you no matter what. They don't understand that God loves righteousness more than anything. They do not like that. They also say a lot of things about how um, we were created in God's image. Therefore, we are God. Right. They don't. This is this is the misconception. It's it's not showing or having a fear of God at all. And the deception is everywhere, like even the idea of tarot cards, right? Mm -hmm. All the mysticism in the tarot cards and the readings and the astrology and the moon cycles and all these things. It's taking it away from simply going to prayer and asking God for what he has for us. It's making you your own God. And it's actually, if you think about it, it's so, it, now that I'm out of it, it's so insane that I would put more of my faith and trust and a person flipping over a deck of cards to tell me what my future is, then getting on my hands and knees and praying to the person who created me. What is the purpose of traveling? Because I see there is a lot of traveling. There is a lot of moving around, going nature, and, mm -hmm. you know, to be in touch with the nature. So what is what for you? Because I figure you be, used to be a teacher as well when you come to yoga and all those practices. So what is what 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 do they find like the need for people to do all those all, all those things? Is it like to try to push them away from? society because they always make them feel like they have to disconnect themselves yeah and that's something that actually i see a lot with people in the new age they're really we're not trying to be the judgmental we're just trying you're talking from your own experience you're trying mm -hmm. to come stay away from society and everything what do you think is the is the purpose or there's any benefit for that as well i think there's some growth in solitude i think it's it's again you see how new age and, and christianity is a hairline away like listen noah noah went out and waited 40 years right um everyone you know you you send um like everyone in the bible had a waiting period there was a time of solitude and isolation right but it was god ordained the people that are doing this in the new age is because it's coming from a place of that they need to get their next upgrade that they need to guard their energy, that it's a spiritual healing, that um, there's time for them to elevate into a new consciousness. You'll hear a lot of them talk going from the 3D to the 5D. It's almost like a hierarchy of, oh, there's people on earth that aren't awakened, but I've had my spiritual awakening, so now I'm more of an elevated conscious being. <laughs> it's never just that's my brother and sister in Christ, and we're all here made in God's images and our, our design is to worship him is to put him first at all things. The new age is also riddled with, and I'm sure this is going to tickle a lot of people's fancy, but if I'm here, I'm going to say it. The new age is riddled in this goddess worship, which is an absolute misconception of the Holy Trinity. And I'll prove it to you right now. So we know the Holy Trinity is the father, the son, and the Holy spirit, right? Well, mm -hmm. In the new age, they are worshiping false gods, false idols that are all coming from goddess energy. That's what they talk about. Now, if you remember the Tower of Babel, right, which was um, was crowned king, was Nimrod. And you've heard that thing. You've heard that before, right? Don't be a Nimrod, yeah. which means don't be an idiot, which I'm not saying it yeah. that in a, in a hateful way. But there's a reason for this. So Nimrod married Simaransis, and they had a baby Tammuz. Well... When Nimrod died, Simaransis became the queen, right, of, Bab of, of the fallen uh, city of Babylon. And her child was considered 
um, like similar to what Jesus is, right? The Holy Spirit, the, the Son. Now, this hierarchy that was made is a pagan false trinity. And yeah. if you watch this grow throughout history and you do your research, you will see that the rise of the female goddess has come up many times in history. We even see it in the Catholic religion where they believe Mary has some spiritual powers or has some sort of worship that we should be worshiping. And you go into the Catholic churches and there's a crown on Mary's head, but there's no crown on baby Jesus. Yeah. And this is this is specifically, and I'll tie it in for you, the New Agers, but they don't see that's happening. This is Satan's number one plan. This is the opposition working it out in clear purpose, and it's to bring it back to the garden. The man, the godly man was put in place to protect the woman, not to hold her down, not to create patriarchy, not to suppress her, but to protect her. Why? Because the opposition knows if he gets the woman, he gets the whole entire kingdom. Because with the woman comes the man, and with the man with the woman comes the child. And if we cut off the man and child, then God has no access to raising godly kids in this world anymore. And you're seeing it right now. Kids are growing up, and they do not have God on their heart. And it's happening because women want to be independent. They don't want a man. They want to be bosses. They want to be like Beyonce. And what they don't want is a guy leading them. And I don't blame them because men are not godly right now. But godly men are to lead and to be protectors of women. And in this new age religion, this new age philosophy, women are coming out of that order and rising up to be on top. And now men is becoming subservient, which is the Jezebel Ahab relationship. I'm gonna get steamrolled for this one, but it's okay. Yeah. Wow, this is, uh, I, I mean, I understand the Bible, I understand the concept as well, you know, based on actually what you're doing, what you're actually saying. So when you was in your new age, right? How long you, you spent there for? Like Since 2015. Okay, what is, what was the, one of the things that you, you, you never felt like any type of way when you was there, like, oh, you know what, uh, question yourself about the whole, the practice that they was doing there, you never come out and cross your mind, like, Asking yourself, oh, this is a little bit creepy. Is this right? Is this, you never curse your mind or anything? There's anything that you don't that never make you feel like? No, because I was winning so much. I was in the world and the world was blessing me. And we know who rules the world, right? This is a fallen world. It's run by the principalities and the opposition. I'm serving him. I'm serving the opposition. So I was being well rewarded. And through this false reward, I was confusing myself with saying i'm winning look at me i'm growing i'm conscious i'm elevated i'm i'm an elevated man more ayahuasca more ceremonies more growth more this and i was a fiend for that what is interesting is when i got saved and i went through my phone i started looking at my pictures from my travels i could literally see the demons in my eyes i could see how black my eyes are and i could see how scattered and taken over i was and here's, what I, here's why I'm grateful I went through this. Because that spirit that I was experiencing from 2015, I'm not denying that. So when people tell me I experienced God in an ayahuasca ceremony and I saw Jesus come to me, I say to them, oh, you did experience a spirit, but that ain't the Holy Spirit. Because when you experience the Holy Spirit, it's peace, kindness, bliss, love, content, no anxiousness, no judgment, no fear. Every person... Yeah. That's why people feel when you're actually in a new age. A lot of people, when they go through those process of meditation, they always feel like 
they are in peace with themselves, they are in peace with like, um, they are in a good energy, they are in peace with themselves, they they more focus on themselves, on their own growth and their own self-development as well. I've, I heard that a lot and that's why many sure. people want to stick to that because they feel like they never see, they never been connected to themselves like mm. so much like they actually now. So it's like self-discovering, you know? Yeah, know but the thing is, they feel good in the moment, but they're always looking for more. And when you were talking, what came up for me was the verse when the Sumerian is by the well and he says, you can drink from this well, but you'll always be thirsty. But if you drink from the water that flows within me, you'll never thirst again. So all the people in the new age, they keep drinking. Every ceremony, every upgrade, every season, every year, they're drinking, drinking, drinking. But I've drank from the cup of Jesus and I don't thirst anymore because the spirit lives in me. I don't need to do the upgrades. I don't need to carry around crystals in my pocket and ward off negative energy. When I feel something coming, I just say, demon, leave in the name of Jesus, for he is the king of kings. And I send you back to the pit and the abyss where you belong. Gone. There's That's something the that difference. You, there's something that you mentioned as well. Is I'm just, um, it's just a shame because Jermaine is not here yet. I mean, he, he can <sighs> I want to meet Jermaine. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... <laughs> Jermaine, can you do you listen to us? Are you there? Hello? Yeah. Wow. Um yeah, the thing is Jermaine yeah, is I'm, not I'm, here. I'm yet. here. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm just pulling up now. Give me five okay. minutes. Okay. Like, if really you have apologize. any question, feel free to ask as well, right? Um if you have any question in your mind, you know, you know, feel free to ask. What I was gonna say as well, I think it was gonna talk about the peace. I forgot. I think I forgot exactly what I was saying about this. I think you, you, what was you saying about it like two minutes ago? You were talking about the peace and. I was saying that the you know, the fruits of the spirit are peace, contentment, joy, and all that stuff. And you were saying the New Agers speak that they have this. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. They actually have it. They have that peace, and they feel like they are they are content because, you know, they, they feel great. But as you say, the end. What do you think is the end? Do you feel like the more you want, is the spirituality is the same thing? Even Christian, you're in touch with God. You just wanna up, 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 up your level of spirituality. Maybe it's just the same way of self-searching. I don't know. Why is it the danger with that? No, I think the danger is when you change the order. And right now. The way I live my life is God first. I serve him. So everything I do is for the glory of God. Like even this podcast, glory to God. This is his work, not mine. All the words that are coming out of my mouth, it's him ordaining what he wants me to say. And this is the surrender to God's plan, right? Because I'm not living for this. I'm living for the day when I die and I get to go and I get salvation. I get heaven for eternity. The new age people are living for now. They want to feel good now. They are not worried about revelations they're not worried about what they're doing they think they truly believe that because they say i believe in god that they're good that's all you need to do that you don't need to have loyalty you don't need to have righteousness you don't need to repent you don't need to turn your heart from stone into a heart of flesh none of that you could worship whoever you want do whenever you want do whatever you want it doesn't matter it's a free-for-all and Jesus is just another prophet who came with some good ideas. There's something that actually I, I keep listening to when the when you come to new age, people talk about chakra a lot, like, you know, people oh, yeah. talk about your chakra. I just want to know what is it really about? Why is it so much talk mm -hmm. about? Is it something like you need to work on yourself? Is it like something that help you to be woke, to connect with yourself? Like, what is okay. it in relation with chakra? Yeah, so this is amazing, right? Because even myself, 
we don't really do the deep digging of information. We just are surfacely getting information and then we digest it as truth. So chakras in the new age are a seven point system, I believe, starting from the lower spine and working your way up that are energy centers that as you get more enlightened and more tapped in, you can unlock these energy centers, which is making your awareness and your enlightened behavior grow all the way up until you transcend to come out of your top chakra, the crown chakra, and you transcend into enlightenment. Now, a lot of this comes from yoga, right? And we already found out that yoga is new age mysticism, right? That comes from India, this goddess, god and goddess worship of Indian deities. It comes from the Bhagavad Gita. If you go in and you look at the warrior two pose, that's actually a demon that's in, the, in their religion, it's a demon that goes into a warrior pose that stabs his opponent with a sword and lifts the head off of the body and throws it over him. Exactly what you're doing in the warrior two, but warrior one to warrior two. My yogi friends are going to kill me. It's okay. Now, the chakra system is tied to the kundalini energy, and they believe that there is a serpent. Interesting that they call it that. A serpent energy that's coiled up in the bottom of your spine. And by opening up your third eye and unlocking all of these energy centers, the kundalini serpent energy climbs up the chakra system, up your spine, to come out of your body and open you up to have a kundalini awakening. Yeah. Now, here's what's interesting about this. If you look at what a demonic possession looks like, right, and we see them, and we've seen them in the church, right, and we're in, when we're doing deliverance and revival and all this stuff, you see it, right? Yeah. It's uncontrollable shaking, right? Growling, moving on the ground and all that stuff. Go look at what a kundalini awakening looks like. It's the exact same thing, but it's a false spirit and it's not the Holy Spirit. And this is the great deception. Hi, this yeah. is how they trick you lightly. What up, Jermaine? <laughs> good evening. Good evening. Just good evening. Finished work. Yeah, yeah like just it. finished work, guys. I'm so yeah. sorry. Late. No, no, it's so good, man. No, ca yeah. carry, on, ca ca yeah. carry on speaking. I, I don't okay. yeah. know. If you have any questions, Jermaine, this is we just we're having a conversation. The reason why, and again, I'm just gonna re say the reason why I just wanted Jermaine to be here, as I say, is here. It's just because Jermaine is, is one of a uh, close friend of mine. Like, you know, he's just becoming like a very nice person. He really inspired me a lot. He's going to the journey of you know a lot of growth, you know, spirituality, and that's why this message I really wanted to share with him because he's he's going to a discovery moment actually. That's why mm. if you have any questions, Jermaine, we all gonna learn from each other, so feel free. That's what we're here yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. So listening yeah. to kind of, um, uh, I looked at your profile, your Instagram page, um, and you seem like you're going on a very similar journey that um, I kind of went on. So when I was younger, obviously I was raised in the church, but once we reach a certain age, we try and go on a, a, um, a mission of self-discovery. And yeah. I kind of think that's kind of what I did. I kind of, you know, had a look at kind of different religions, trying to figure out um, kind of where I was kind of going in life. And I kind of feel where I am kind of now because I stepped away from, of course, um, the, 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 the church. I did start looking into kind of the new age spirituality kind of side of it, where it's all about kind of ceremonies, it's all about Kundalini, it's all about chakras, it's all about, um, you know, kind of, um, you're right, you know, that we are God, we are that kind of entity, um, which is which is very interesting because I'm in a situation where I'm still exploring that road, 
but I'm also in the church at the same time. So I'm getting the best of kind of both worlds. So I'm not going to get kind of lost. So with yourself, what I would like to ask you is what made you pull, pull the handbrake up mm. and kind of think, right, I understand there's a whole new community, which is very exciting. There's a whole new community that are tapping into things that the, the public um, aren't giving me information wise. But what was it that made you stop? to say, no, this isn't right for me. You know, Jesus is the person who's going to be able to give me my um, my truth and, and my knowledge. Or what, what, what was it that made you kind of yeah. pull the handbrake up? Thank you for that. By the way, I want to let you know you're not alone. There's <laughs> so many people in the church that go, I, you know, they show up on a Sunday, they worship Jesus, they love the music, they love the entertainment of Christ, mm. they love the spirit of feel good. And then Monday they're doing tarot cards. Like, what's the big deal right mm. i love god jesus is cool mm. and there's no conviction there and it's okay i think i'm just glad that they're showing up and god will water that seed if it's a faith as small as a mustard seed he's going to do the work i'm not going to save anyone i'm just going to plant a seed of curiosity but to answer your question it's really simple because i was living on the high horse jermaine i was making seven figures life was good i'm driving a new maserati i'm living the good i'm around the best people in the business what, why would you give this up right mm. and i think of uh paul who was saul remember saul became paul and he's on the road to damascus he's one of the most high up on the high horse pharisees you could think of He's slaying Christians. He's getting. He's got Roman citizenship. That's like being dual citizen. It's like I'm in England and the United States. I go back and forth, whatever I want. And what happens? The hand of God touches him. He's so convicted. He marches back to the Pharisees and says, I was wrong. Jesus is king. And that's exactly what happened to me. In no way am I comparing myself to the great apostle Paul. But when God said to me, come walk with me and I confess that Jesus is Lord. That's it. The truth of the spirit was so convicting. You don't, I don't need a Bible scripture. I don't need you to prove to me God's real. I don't need evidence. You know what I have? The conviction of what he's done in my life and the radical transformation of the man I am today and the wicked man I was for 42 years. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 So, so from all the knowledge that you've gained from going to the new age and of course to, to where you are now, where clearly Lord is Savior, um, how do you plan to kind of incorporate everything what you've learned and being able to subtly educate? Because I think we're now in an age, aren't we, where people there's so many opinions there's so different ways to kind of get to yeah. god there's so different ways of kind of get to source and i suppose sometimes when someone's so passionate about what they know it can come across quite aggressive and quite ab yeah, abrupt isn't it and, and quite oh um, yeah he, he knows kind of too much and and society is not not ready for that masculine kind of energy where you know this is what it is if you follow this it's a very simple blueprint just follow it and you're going to receive what you need to receive so how do you how yeah. how are you trying to incorporate everything what you've learned and be able to subtly be able to kind of deliver mm -hmm. the message which means that same as what kind of you know jesus christ did he gained the following just by being yeah. 
true to himself. He didn't have to preach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was just kind of, he lived within his kind of moment. So how, how do you plan to incorporate that into, into society? Yeah, you know, listen, I made a lot of mistakes in this past year, you know, and I think you know, new Christians become so passionate, they want everyone on the team. Yeah. And they're going to tell you there, right? Oh, I'm telling you, it's Jesus. He's everything, right? Yeah. And, you know, what I've learned and what I do and the way I operate in this, you know, new space that I'm in, especially with the new ages, is number one, I'm not going to debate you. Good Never. Okay. I don't, yeah. I'm not. I don't need to. And I'm going to love you the same way that Jesus loves you. But I'm not mm. going to acknowledge your sin and lifestyle as something I'm going to give a thumbs up to in a gold stamp. Now, you go on and carry the way you want to go on. And my duty is to pray for you and to love you because only Jesus can save you. Mm. So I'm not here to convince and, and convert. And that's what I'm noticing in the Christian space is they mm. want to convert you. They want yeah. to get you on the team. They want to make you wrong. And I'm like, <laughs> look, I'm going to speak truth. And if that truth sizzles and hits, there's something there. and You're going to have that conversation with God, not me. But I'm not going to disown you and I'm not going to push you aside and I'm not going to leave you astray. I'm going to love you because you're a child of God and God needs you with a purpose. And why why I would care to say something to you is because I don't want to see the opposition do what he did to me, which is distract me from 42 years. I don't want you to be distracted. I want you to live your purpose because God designed you and he doesn't make mistakes. Mm. And you are so precious and so important and you matter. And that's what I see is happening in the world right now is that the opposition is attacking our worth and it's telling us we're not enough. We're not good enough. We're not man enough. We're not rich enough. We're not sexy enough. We're not powerful enough. And I keep telling people, are you kidding me? Mm. You're the rarest of rarest creations. You're one of one. There'll never be another Jermaine. You are Mm. the, you are God's greatest gift. He has more precious thoughts of you than there are grains of sand in all of the seas and oceans. But you're trying to be someone else. Why? Because the devil knows if Jermaine gets on fire with Jesus, oh, I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. So my whole duty is to inspire you. And how do I do that? I'm the living proof and testimony of what God can do in someone's life. And when you're ready, he's going to touch you too. Mm-hmm. Stop I I'm I, not going to change you. I think I agree with you. Sorry to cut you. I agree with you in that concept because I feel like that's the reason why I wanted to have this conversation with Jermaine is the purpose is not to judge a Christian or to judge somebody for the yeah. new age. No, because we're all here for a journey. We're all looking for something. We're all looking for the truth. We're all looking for ourselves. We want to be in peace with ourselves, with our soul, with people around us. We've, we all need to be like around good energy. The only thing we can do today is just like to have a conversation, a healthy conversation, yeah. to get more information. If I've been a Christian all my life, I'm going to give... I'm going to explain to people about Christianity. If you've been in a new age like yourself, you've been doing deep yoga as well, meditation. Jermaine is somebody who's actually is kind of like new in that path as well. Someone like you, you've been deep in that. You have a lot of questions. He's asking himself, he's still Christian, he's still doing this. This is a good opportunity for all of us to kind of like have a conversation, a healthy conversation after this, even for people who are listening to us today. After this, you can actually make up your mind yourself. You just gonna put all those information just connect the dot and just say to yourself look you know what yeah i think this is right this is wrong whatever you do that's actually your choice and this is the reason why i respect the fact you guys are here i'm actually happy to to have this conversation with you as well jermaine do you have any question you want to ask him before we carry on again um feel free yeah again i I was speaking to the the bishop of the church that i i kind of go to um and he was preaching um something kind of last week um that you know christians should be proud 
of being Christians. I kind of think, um, you know, mm. there's there's no shame in kind of saying what your beliefs are. But again, with how society is currently at the moment, I know for me, when someone asks me, kind of, it seems like society wants to identify me. They want to look at me and they want to say, okay, you are, who are you? Are you a Muslim? Are you a Sikh? Are you, you know, are you a new age spirituality individual? Are you a kind of Christian? And, and I kind of feel that if I give them their answer of, oh, I'm a Christian or I, or, or I'm a non-believer, they automatically put me in, into a box. So yeah. I find it very, very difficult. Um, at the moment to speak my truth because I feel that I don't want to be judged. So yeah. how do you kind of deal with that? How wow. do you kind of feel so confident in kind of who you are, where you're quite happy to say, of course, um, what you believe in, but also be ready for a debate because that's what everybody wants <laughs> nowadays, isn't it? If yeah. You, I don't have you the need energy. to be right. I don't have the time. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel you, man. You know what? It's a lot when you were when you were talking. I was like, my brain was like going through the rolodex of what I'd experienced. And um, man, you know what came up for me when you were talking was, I had a revelation when I got saved. Right? I said, you know what's crazy? I've I've been everyone. I was Kundalini Jerry. I was wearing all white beads around me, turban on my head, walking around Satnam, Satnam. Oh. Oh, hi, 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 right? People were like, say to me, oh, that's cool. What do you do? Oh, I'm a yogi. I'm a kundalini teacher. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. Love and light, right? Then I'm, uh, you know, after kundalini, it's like, okay, now I'm going to study, uh, you know, new age mysticism, right? And I'm doing all this stuff. That's cool. Tell me about it, right? And then I think about you meet other people. You're Muslim. Oh, that's cool. Tell me about it. Oh, you're a Buddhist. Oh, tell me about Zen mastery, right? The minute I got saved and I said, I love Jesus Christ, you should have saw the DMs that came in. So my phone, oh, you're nuts. Come back to the other side. You're a Bible bumper now. That's crazy. Oh, the church is, is all demons. Oh, they're oppressors. They hate gay people. They don't like transgenders. Oh, what are you going to uh, be pro-abortion now? Oh, you're going to oh, you're gonna be anti-abortion. Oh, you must be a Trumper. All I said uh -huh. was, you know what I said? Jesus is king. Jesus is the truth. And everyone got triggered. And I was like, wait a minute. All the other things I was, I got a thumbs up. But the minute I spoke the truth, the world hated me. And then I said, this is so real. This made me more convicted. Right? And from that moment, I was like, listen, I started reading because it's all in scripture. He said, if you love the world, you won't love me. The world cannot love you anymore. And that's what happens is when you're emulating truth, it's not the people, Jermaine. This is what I learned. All my friends that are watching this, all the people that are New Agers, all the people that are in other, I love you so much. You have to hear that. You don't understand how much love I have for you. But you know what I don't love? The principality, the demon that's operating in you, it does not want to hear the truth. And that's who's triggered. Not the child of God. It's the system that's operating in there that's the stronghold that's holding you down. And that's when the conflict comes out and you see it arise because they don't want the truth. Because if the truth comes, you're going to you're going to go to the truth. You're not going to keep doing the false stuff. And you know what I also learned, too? You're going to love this. To be fair, let's label the playing field. You know who's the biggest hypocrites of them all? The biggest judgy people of them all? Christians to Christians. Yeah. I've had pastors tell me you're not Christian enough yet to coach me. 
church's system first before you can be Christian. Excuse me? What? I didn't know there was a manual to my holiness. Now, I understand what they're doing is they don't want you to have that, you know, I'm a new Christian. I'm going to change the world flavor and fire. And you should be in text, in biblical practice. You should be understanding the word of God and scripture. But we should be fanning the flames of people that are coming from the from the opposition into the love of Christ. And we should be fanning the fire of this energy that these people have to carry the truth and putting them into work, putting them into discipleship, into training, into position for them to be army of God. But what do we do at the church? We put you through the loopholes so we can grow it. We can make it bigger. We can make more money. We can give you the feel-good gospel, right? Mm. When you go to most churches, it's all the feel-good gospel. No one's going to tell you. But And also, too, this is what really convicted me, too. I was I went to a great church, um, Austin Ridge Bible Church in Austin, Texas. And Pastor Brad, man, does he bring the truth. And that's what I love about him. He's a man's man, a real good guy, never waters down the gospel. And he said um, – you know what the problem with most Christians are? We don't speak up. But one day, you are going to be walking to the gates, and you're going to be looking over to the lake of fire. And you might see your mama in there. And you might see your neighbor. And you might see your best friend. Your friend's going to look over and say, Jermaine, you knew this whole time, and you didn't tell me. So that's why I tell people, I'm not worried if you don't like me. I'm worried about your salvation. I'm worried about you getting right with Christ. You don't like me today. You're going to like me when, when you help turn to Christ one day and your salvation is intact. But I'm not going to go there with that guilt by not saying something to someone who's wearing a pentagram on their shirt and they tell me, oh, I, I like it. But Why? do you think the new age, sorry, do you think the new age don't focus a lot about the, the laugh after death, like the soul? No. Do you think they don't, they don't they focus? Don't, I'm not no, they think you just come back. You get reincarnated because it comes from, you know, Hindu, Hindu religion. They think you transcend. You go to the next dimension. So there's no fear. So we could sin all we want. I mean, like, in the New Age, there's these things that they're doing called, like, you know, Tantra. You have sex priestess. You have yoni, yoni stones that they put stones inside the girls. You know what? And it's all about having a full body orgasms and sex as a way of healing and all these things, right? And what do we, what do, we do in Christianity? One woman, right? Wait till you're married. It's a gift from God. Well, look at the defiance. It's the opposite. No, you're suppressing us. I want to feel good. Aha, there it is. See, Christianity is not the feel-good religion. It's not a religion anyways, but it's, it's not the feel-good way. It's the suppression. But the new age is all about, I want to feel good. I want to feel the spirit of God. I don't want to respect it and live it. Right. And this is the authority issue. Remember, God first, me second in the new age. I'm first and God's my little genie that when I want to manifest something, he's just up there mm -hmm. ready to sprinkle it down for me. Mm -hmm. This is this is this. I told you it's a wiggle line. And I and I'm so glad that I did both because I could see where people go. Well, why? This God sounds right. Uh, he's not going to give me what I want. It's what he wants for me. So when I manifest, he might not bless me because it's not in alignment with my path. But if I pray to the universe, the universe can open up energy. And as long as I'm aligned with the frequency of this energy, I will get what I want. And this is where, this is where you're not going to like it. Of course you're going to get what you want because the world is 
devil's playground. So if you're tapping into here and you're not communing with God and wanting talking to what God wants, he's going to bless you. This is the big misconception too. People think only God gives blessings. No, the devil gives blessings too, but you're going to owe him. Wow. And, and, and you really kind of touched on something there. But also what I've also found as well is that the more, let's talk about a child, for instance. I found that with my teenage daughter, the more I tell them not to do something, not to do something, not to do something, the more they're going to want to do something. So I kind of feel that, you know, by focusing more on the, um, on the good, the good, the good, and telling somebody this is what you have to do, this is what you have to do, we've got, we've got DNA inside us and when it comes down to our human nature is to kind of disobey. So how do we, how, how do we allow people to be themselves and, and make mistakes um, mm. without trying to um, say, oh, well, if you do this, you're going to go to hell, you know, because that's how I would go to, wasn't it? You know, if I did, I would mm. go to hell. And, yeah, you know, it's church hurt. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's shaming. It's yeah, so I, I kind of feel that maybe we should, not call it a religion in, in that sense just kind of follow jesus's word would you say that's about right do you think kind of yeah. a religion has caused put a cloud over everything yeah that's the big thing too people would say to me well you're religious and i say no i'm not and i love that you brought up your daughter right because so if you if you do your research there's about 365 divinations or deviations of christianity okay it's a lot of confusion mm -hmm. But if you're a follower of Christ, that makes you a Christian, not a religion. And I say the whole thing that I learned was I'm in a relationship with God. Okay, mm. I'm not in a religion with God. Just like you and your daughter, you don't have a um, religion with your daughter. You have a relationship because she wants to know you. Mm. You're her father. He's mm. our father in heaven. He wants to know you. He wants to be in relation with you, right? So there, this whole idea of like, I need to follow these things and do this and do that and good works get me in. This is false. This is the misconception to skew us away from everything. And you were saying something and I, and I was like, okay, what was that thing is, and I kind of forgot about it. So I'm trying to remember, but, um, you know, with, when you were saying like, we don't want to fear people or like, we don't want to put like hell on them. Right. And all this stuff. Right. And I got it. Here's what I think needs to happen. Not everyone wants to hear you preach a sermon. They mm -hmm. want to see you. They want to see you live it. Perfect. Right. And I say we get to be the example of Christ working through us, and that's what's going to convict people. When people say to me, Jerry, you had it all. Why are you doing what you're doing? Let me tell you my testimony. I want to share this with you guys too. It's important. I got engaged. I met a woman in January, right after I got saved. Yeah. And fell madly in love with her. Christian woman. Great. Got proposed to her in um, June of this this past year, and by November, I had like a nervous breakdown because I lost so much money, I couldn't keep up. But I told you, like God stripped me down to zero. He wanted to humble me before His feet, right? And will and I said I'll never waver on you. So I said, you want to make me homeless, make me homeless. That's how convicted I am. I'm not going to turn on you. I ain't going back to the, the other side. So November, I came home to my house in Long Island. And I came home and, you know, I, I didn't see the transformation in me because I'm living it, right? But I come home and, you know, my mom's been struggling with drinking for a long time. 
my sister has never really went to church. And next thing you know, I'm taking my sister to church. She's crying in church. My mom came to church with me. I feel the Holy Spirit working in the house. And I go back to Texas in December to try to repair this engagement. And after being there for a month, I literally hear the word of God say, go home. And I'm like, okay. Because now I obey. When I hear the word, I go. I don't ask, well, what do you mean? I go. I went home, had the conversation with my fiance, broke the, broke the engagement off. It's better for her. We were in different places, different things that we want to do. I come home, and within a couple of weeks of being here, my mom comes down the steps and goes, I need to change my life. I'm going to go to a meeting tomorrow. And she's gone to seven of them. And that's been a 26-year battle. How does that happen? I'll tell you. Every night I prayed. Every night I said, Jesus, remove the demon of alcoholism from my family. Rebuke his spirit into the pit, into the abyss where he belongs. Show me a miracle in your name. Hallelujah. Woman comes down the steps seven days strong. How, how does that happen? How does that happen? Did I go out and, and put my crystals and charge them up? Did I flip a tarot card and someone said, oh, guess what? You're going to have no more alcoholism in your life. No. I went to the one and true only God. I came down on my knees. I begged him. I said, perform a miracle, and I'm not worthy of it. And this, this, that, that right there is what you did. the people of New Age don't want to hear. That we truly are not worthy of his love, and he gives it all the time. But he is always worthy, no matter what. When he took all my money and he got me to broke, and I couldn't pay bills and everything, I get on my knees and say, you are so worthy of my worship. Look what you've done for me. You've given me life and breath and bread. I'm still here. Hallelujah. That is the obedience and the love that he's looking for in your heart. These Christians out here, they want the blessings. I don't want the blessings. I want his love. There's something I want to add, actually. You know, when you was talking about the new age, the practice mm -hmm. that you do and everything, I know like you become a Christian. As I say, I believe in spirit i believe in energy whatever you do there's always a transfer of two energy the mm -hmm. good and the bad so when you become you left that so what what did you do to kind of like disconnect yourself from, <laughs> from you know the or because it's it's not like somebody just quit smoking and you just switch it, mm -hmm. I, like i'm very deep when it comes to things yes. like you know energy spirit so did you have somebody actually help you because yes. when you're in a new age there is a lot of practice you guys Oof. do a lot of things there is traveling water i don't know meditation some crazy some I a did. lot of things that people do so how was it like did you was you scared first or did you meet somebody that kind of bring you to the journey of transition as well because i believe you cannot just like switch it yes. on your own because especially when you be there for so long it must be very very challenging I did get support. Shout out to Luke 418 Ministries in uh, Austin, Texas. They were kind enough to give me uh, like a five to six hour deliverance uh, service um, where people from their ministry brought me through um, a whole entire practice of repentance, breaking soul ties, re rebuking and revoking spirits. I mean, I had things on me that I didn't even know. I had Freemasonry ties. I had all the way up to who knows what degree in Freemasonry based on the things that I was doing. I had soul ties for my family. I had spirits on me from the Kundalini energy. I had a closed chakras. And I did it all. Okay. And I also listened to God. I removed anything 
anything that he pointed out, shirts, clothing. I stopped listening to like aggressive music, like rap music or anything. No, no offense to that. I just, my ears and my eyes are portals. I'm going to put only holy, beautiful things into my, into my consciousness now. And I had a clean house, man. But I did go through a six hour deliverance where, you know, it was long and intense. Um, obviously born again, um, baptized in the spirit, witnessed by a pastor, um, deep in the word and repentance and forgiveness through communion, commune through God and being held through the church. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting, actually. I think uh, one of the I'm, I'm, I'm uh, glad that you actually spoke about deli deliverance, right? Sorry, sorry, my French. Mm -hmm. Deliverance, yeah. I've done that before deliverance because oh, deliverance yeah. for people actually don't understand is like when you actually went through a lot of things when you just want to have that transition because we believe God actually forgive us for whatever we do you know like there is no such a thing as big sin small thing all sin if you want to move and decide to change your life sometimes you have to go to the point of you have to acknowledge what happened in your past the demon the spirit or things that you know things that you don't know that you've been in touch with you just pray and then ask God to kind of like remove it. But for that, it take a lot of journey. Some people fast, some people just, you just yeah. like yourself, just like take some time and do it. And after that, you, you, you know, you actually change. That's for people actually don't understand yeah. the whole process deliverance as well. And I fast so, every Sunday. I try to fast every Sunday. Hmm. I don't work. I, the whole day? The whole day? The whole day I Sunday? start, I start, I have my last meal on Saturday night hmm. and then I don't eat till 24 hours later. Um, just try to give glory to God. I was a wrestler, so I'm kind of cheating right here. It's easy. I used to not eat all the time, so I'm like, this is okay. Um, and I don't work on Sundays, and I've made that a huge no-no. No, -no. no mm -hmm. phone, no technology. I won't answer you. I don't care what it is. I don't care how big the deal is. It's God's day. I'm not working. If he said it in Genesis, I work six days. On the seventh day, I rest, and he's the creator of all things. Jerry's going to rest. <laughs> I'm going to take him up on that, okay? If he needed a break... I know I need a break. <laughs> so, Jermaine, do you have any question? Anything else you want to ask? Um, no, I just, I just kind of respect the fact, of course, like you said, um, you know, you, you, you follow Jesus Christ and, and you're passionate about it. And just by believing in something, everything that you vocalize kind of comes into fruition. You manifest it. I suppose, you know, when people are holding on to kind of crystals and when people are holding on to other things, whatever tools they need to get them through life, for me, I'm going to say that's that's for you, and I'm not going to judge them kind of for that. As long as we've got our own belief, I think that's that's the most important thing. But I admire the fact that you're very passionate about what you do, and I think you've given me um, courage to to stand for what I kind of believe in. Um, but like I keep saying, it's just I don't have the mental energy for the arguments and and trying to explain story of, of of the of the of the Bible. So it's more about like like we said, I want to be you know um i want to lead by example so you don't have to ask me you can see just from my actions on a daily basis relations the relationships that i have with my friends relationship that i have with my pastor the relationships that i have um just in general in, in my life um yeah. i want to be able to lead that way you know I, i'm glad you brought that up too about the bible because that was a big one people would try to debate me oh the bible's not real it's written by all white men and they took out scripture and they have you read the book of enoch have you read the lost gospel of Thomas? Well, what about the Mary Magdalene scriptures? There's a reason. That's the true Jesus. Da, 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 right? It's always a debate. It's always confusion. And I never debate. I don't have to. I don't have to. And I won't. And I love what you were saying 
about speaking and standing in your own truth, right? And I think it's it's important, right? And this call, I'm so grateful that God ordained this because something that I was doing was I wouldn't have these conversations in this forum about the new age because I have so many friends that are still in the new age that are probably mm -hmm. going to see this. But guess what? I'm not hiding anymore. If you go to my Instagram, I I love Jesus. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> If I don't get to talk about Jesus, I don't know what else I'm going to talk about. So I'm going to share it, and I'm going to just do it. But like I keep saying, I love everyone because they're all children of God. But what's important is I can't agree with someone just because I don't want to hurt their feelings or be like I think that's a, a problem with many Christians today. I think that's the problem I see with a lot of Christians today because they are, I think they want to be politically correct they want to they be loved wanna, by everyone. Well, they don't want to say things that are going to hurt other people. Mm. And even, yeah, because they're going to say, oh, you know what? I don't, only, people always use the line, only God judge. Yes, only God judge, but you have an opinion. You as, as the person who you are, you have to stand for whatever you believe. I'm against people that do things to hurt other people. Yeah. But what I feel like, the Christians especially, they need to be a little bit more, more vocal, more loud about their faith. If you believe in something... That's right. The only thing sometimes, I don't know Jermaine Fingham related to it, the only thing that sometimes stop people from standing for their religion, for actually talking to people about their identity, is because they feel like they are not Christian enough. Oh, yeah. Is saying, you know when Jermaine is saying, like, I feel like I want to live, I want to be an example. Yes, we need to be an example, but to be, to be an example is a process. What you have to understand about being a Christian is, it's not just being perfect, it's being unperfect as well until you become close to whatever, to, to Jesus, or you become better. It's just a, it's a long journey. But mm -hmm. even when you are in your beginning of the journey, you're still Christian, even if you're not perfect. Yeah. Even you still, you're still confused, you're still Christian, you still have to be proud to identify yourself. Even if you're still committing sin, you're still a Christian who is trying to find himself, trying to get better. And that's why yeah. people prefer to stay in sin or in something just because they're ashamed to say like to the world i'm christian oh you're christian what about why you do this yeah because i'm a human being i'm trying to better myself i'm working yes. on myself i think that's why we struggle and there's another thing as well the whole walk um movement as well especially for us black people oh yeah a lot the of black people, yeah a lot of black people today uh are very ashamed to say that they're christian because being black a strong black man Say like you're a Christian, people are gonna see as you are brainwashed. You don't control. That's the white man, yeah. God, uh, all these things coming up. So it's like anything is actually making people stay away from religion. You're just gonna yeah. say that I'm religion. That's for myself. But the thing is, if you keep it to yourself, you won't be able to convert other people because even the Bible, if God is actually encouraged people to bring all the people to Christ. As you were saying, one day you're gonna see the people that you love burning, but they're gonna say, "Why didn't?" share the gospel with me we don't try to force people to become christian or muslim or whatever we just have those healthy conversation and you have to accept who you are and then it's beautiful yeah that's what and I, I think that's that's something important too that you were saying you know we, we we love to label people shame people judge people we do it all the time you're a black i'm white you're a muslim you're a jew you're this you're that i'm trans you're not you're a cis you're it's so complicated in this ecosystem and I love that my life has become very simple. I honor the one true and only God, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. When he tells me something, I obey it. 
because I'm not here to be approved by these people on earth because I'm playing a bigger game. My game is salvation. This is temporary. This is over. You're all going to die. Every one of us are going to pass on. What happens afterwards? And I always say this to, to the non-believers, the New Agers, right? I say, look, if I'm wrong, how did I play my life so bad? What are my principles? To be integrous, honorable, noble, patient, kind, loving, forgiving, joyous in the spirit, to love my neighbor, to be forgiving, to lay down my life, to pick up my cross, to be open-hearted, to bless others, to give more than I receive. What did I do wrong? Even if it's in the end, it's not true. What did I do wrong? But if I am true, aren't you a little concerned? That you're willing to gamble all of that for what? So you could have a Lambo? <laughs> and crush hot biddies at the club and be cool and have swag? I mean, it's like, this is why, and also I understand these people, the New Agers and everything, because I was them. So I have so much compassion. I'm like, I get it. I get it. Because I was the guy, it's like the universe, right? I could bless everything is connected. But I would have never, never been on this podcast with you and been so convicted. Like Jermaine asked me, how did you know? I'm telling you, when God puts his hand on you and calls you forward as a child of God, that's it. You don't need any explanation anymore. It's the truth. I, th I think it's like, um, how can I say Whatever you feel, if you're in a new age, you're Muslim, you're Christian, what I always say, the reason why you should stick to whatever you're doing is, is based on how you feel. If you feel in peace, if you feel, if you question yourself, that means there is, a, there is there's still something that you're not right. sure about. Whatever you feel like you are in peace, you really know this is exactly what I want. I'm free and I'm connected to my soul and everything. That's great. That's why religion, we don't really like force people. We just actually share mm -hmm. So Jermaine has come to the point where I know like he's still doing his thing. He's a Christian as well. It's because for what I can see about Jermaine is somebody actually just like want to be a great person. He's already a great person. He just want to be like, just better himself and just like make sure he's in the right direction for him, for his soul, for his family. He's just trying to be right. But the thing, we live in a society where people, sometimes they use people that are actually looking for something because when you're looking for something, you become more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. because people use that to kind of like get you and sometimes you are wrapped up to the need of trying to get there and then sometimes you don't really see so have time to uh, to back up to see it to look around you to see if like if this is all right this is not the only way we can actually find out is to to have a healthy conversation but we live in a society where we're not allowed to have those conversations me as a christian i can only have a conversation with christian new age can only have a conversation with new age what happened is we're just sharing this, the only information that we know. We're not thinking outside the box. Right. That's the reason why people just stick to where they are and then there is actually no draw and there is nothing and we just yeah, like, stay yeah. on our, on our own but level. I, 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 I'm actually a firm believer that collectively, right the way across the board, I think everyone's got a small piece of the puzzle that we can all probably put together to live in, in peace and, and harmony. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's the most important thing is being able to we all know what's right and we all know what's wrong you know when you do something really good for somebody you get that feeling that feeling that is just absolutely priceless and i believe that most beliefs most religions or whatever you want to call it have that 
So I'm a definitely a firm believer of that there's a peace by having conversations like this, there's a peace by speaking to a Muslim, speaking to a Christian, speaking to somebody from, from, some, from some other um, religious kind of form or spirituality form and coming together collectively and being able just to kind of communicate um, and understanding everybody without being judgmental. So mm. if of course our savior is, is Jesus and we want to follow Jesus, then they should respect that. If somebody else wants to follow Allah, it's exactly the same. I just wish we could have a conversation without judgment. And it'd be quite interesting if we did this and started to invite, you know, other people kind of into the yes, room to yes, see yes. what the dynamic I'm, goes. I'm, 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 I always thought about that. But, yeah, but then yeah, that, 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 that's where it starts to get really interesting because, again, I think, you know, when, when, we're, when I believe something and I'm so passionate about something, I think the issue is, and I was one of them, I was very stubborn where I didn't want to listen. So because I was a firm believer in a certain topic, if someone said something to me um, that my brain couldn't get its head around and I couldn't comprehend, I wouldn't even listen to what that person said. I'm more waiting for when I can come in and, and interrupt them. And I believe that sometimes when I've had conversations with the kind of different people, they're not actually listening to what I'm saying. Um, they just are waiting for a window for them yep. to kind of program my brain to the way that they're thinking. So it's about really having that that level kind of conversation, which means that you can understand some somebody because I'm a firm believer that um, God, God speaks to me personally. God speaks to me through the music that I listen to. God speaks to me from the people that I have kind of conversations with. So it's about listening to kind of get as much information as possible to find out where I am um, and, and, and my purpose and my soul, if you guys get where I'm kind of coming from. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before you add, um, I think what you might say is actually true. The only thing, I think yours were very focused on, you know, the peaceful, that, you know, being right and everything. But the only problem that we have today society is people are very concerned about being in peace with yourself, you know, being great, everything. But people don't really pay too much attention about the soul because mm. the soul is what matters the most because we're all going to go one day. Like, yes. I can't work my life to be a great person, uh, give money to people, being like the most, look after my family. But I need to care about my soul because the soul is you, is the real you, is actually your soul. <laughs> what do you think the devil, like, well, okay, when people say, okay, I say myself to my soul to the devil, whatever, the devil doesn't care about if you look pretty, if you are tall, black man, strong muscle, they don't care about this. It's your soul because your soul is, is you actually. And this is the thing that we need to protect. This is the thing that we need to care about. So when we go into many places where we do practices, we do a lot of things, we are just thinking about our mind, how my mind is connected. I'm breathing, how am I connected? But what about my soul? How is this impacting my soul? Yes. This yes. is the most important because whatever you do, people want to touch your soul. The soul is like, is the gold, is the thing that they see in you, that's what they want to get. They're going to do everything that should touch your soul. God, the only thing he wants us to do, he wants us to protect our soul. He wants yes. us to give our soul to him. It's the same for the devil. The only thing he wants from us is just the soul as well. So whatever we yeah. do, if we start focusing more on our soul, I'm sure a lot of things are going to change. But only, if we only think about our mind, how we feel, we're going to be distracted. And this it's, is it's, my, it's my, dangerous. My, 
this is actually my biggest concern today and people really the whole mental health people talk about mental health all these things everything just mental mental feeling but the soul nobody care about the soul as i always say the way we feed ourselves with food everything we need to feed our soul as well the question is how do you feed your soul that's a good question how do you for me how i felt my how i fed my soul was through fasting and and silence um meaning that the music that i would listen to wouldn't have words i wouldn't be listening to r&b i wouldn't be listening to kind of rap music i would be listening to sometimes no music at all um just for me to have that kind of connection with kind of god and my soul and just by me spending time with my own on my own and blocking out any outside noise i was able to have that direct kind of relationship um with god and with myself yeah the question i'm really glad that you mentioned god because people these days they mention everything that even christian come to the point where they just only people sometimes they use god they don't like using jesus no more i'm not yeah. that as well christian they, they are just like scared to do jesus just god 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 is, is a beautiful way to kind of like pull everything together as you said Jermaine, sometimes you stay calm you're just in peace but in peace with what like what do you want to gain touch with that's the question that we need to ask ourselves because everyone we are calm we are relaxed we want to feed our soul is a spirit that we need to connect with another spirit because that's why you feed your soul so, because when you are quiet you, you, like, you, you just focus on your your feeling your mental but when you come to the soul you have to be connected with it's like if you listen to the gospel today sometimes when i listen to the gospel i'm like wow this song is so deep and when you come deep and i feel like praying i feel like i feel connect to god because god is you know god is a spirit and this is the kind of thing that we actually need to learn if you need to feed our soul we have to co- we have to be connect to god yes. or we have to be connected to the devil because that's the only way to connect your soul with something there is no another way we can connect ourselves with and we have to acknowledge the spirit that we're actually connecting our soul to and we have to yeah. separate the fact there is a soul there is a feeling you know character mood and everything as well this was just like my add-on because yeah. a lot of people actually get him confused when it comes to that and yeah i yeah. think there's there's three there's three phases of the body i've seen a depiction of yeah. it that there's the body then there's the spirit spirit and there's the soul and there's a soul it's, it's and what i heard too is that uh i think it was john ramirez who i love i don't know if you guys know john ramirez he was a general in satan's army convicted by christ completely changed his life after being uh doing witchcraft and everything amazing testimony leads huge deliverance worship and he said that only god owns your soul but the devil can lease and rent it he can never take it but we willingly give it to him and we give it to him through these practices through these portals through these demonic things that we're doing that we don't realize and the way we're uh leaning into the other principalities that's not the fruits of the spirit that's not the holy spirit and i think that's this is the deception this is the the um misconstruing of the truth and the lax behavior that we have where it's just like everything's okay you know as i spoke to my friend today he's a muslim i was talking to him i love talking to muslim people because yeah what i love about muslim people is they are very like loud about their faith you know they're, they're oh, yeah. very 
strict about the faith. I tell him today, why do people, he's like, oh, you know, real Muslim people should actually pray five times a day. That's what they do, like real, real Muslims. That's what they do. Yeah, And I would course. just think, I'm saying to myself, if you are praying five times a day, I, I just, I, I tell him, like, can you imagine everybody around the world should, could pray five times a day? The world should be a better place because yeah. how, every time you feel like you want to step out or do something wrong, you're always going to go back and connect yourself to God because five mm. times is quite a lot of time. You, you know, know what's interesting people? about the about the Quran? Like this was beautiful. Uh, yeah, beautiful practice. I thought it was interesting. I just watched this thing the other night. Did you know that in the Quran they mentioned Jesus Christ like way more, probably like 15, 20 more times than they mentioned the Prophet Muhammad? Yeah, because yeah, because but no, like they they do respect Jesus, but they don't see him as actually the you know the the son of God because but they see him as one of the yes. the the prophets, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they just so, think he's a simpler prophet. Yeah. Same thing in Judaism. I mean, there's always misconceptions, right? We're gonna find out one day. Yeah. So I mean, oh, one day. Soon. Yeah, what, <laughs> I want to go too soon. soon. You know, there's a lot of Christians. The rapture is tomorrow. Everybody <laughs> loves God. Like... But everybody loves God, but when God says, "I want to see you," everybody no, no, wait, wait. Yeah, I'm like, can I get a couple more in? Can I get a couple summers? Can I get some more surfing? But you want to come? You're gonna so, come. I'm gonna go back. Yeah, I mean, like uh, Gerald, it was really like nice to talk to yeah, you. you guys like, are amazing. To, uh, like I know we cannot have everything fitting in one conversation. Yeah. And Jermaine, I want to thank you as well for being there. You know like you're my friend every time i have something good a good topic i always bring jermaine because i love Jermaine's you great the only the only reason why actually bring you here is it's not because i want to judge you you know me i'm i'm far from the perfect i'm like you know compared to you you, you you're perfect but i feel like Thank we you. need to have this conversation all the time when i have something great i want to keep it to myself i always call my friend you know for him so if he do something good to him, he's going to impact his family as well. I think that's what we need to do. We need to share the gospel. Yes. And if um, we're all going to have a last word, Jermaine, I want you to say the last word first before we finish. If you have any question, if you want anybody to know about anything, just like express yourself. Yeah. Anything about yeah, what, yeah, you have, no, what you have learned today or if anybody's in this journey, just this is your time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think overall, um, I think it's beautiful to have conversations like this. Yeah. Um, and what I've taken away kind of from this is that, that there's nothing wrong with being able to look in the mirror and see who you are. And the first voice that you get in your head, who you are, that is God, Jesus, whoever is talking to you. Um, but yeah, just, just know exactly from this conversation, you know, know who you are. That's what I'm going to walk away with. And don't be afraid to let people know um, that you are proud of, of also who you are as well um and, and and never change um so that's kind of what i've taken away kind of from this um yeah. that my belief is very important um and um whether someone wants to agree with it or not yeah. it, it, it 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 doesn't matter but loving yourself and having a relationship with god is also important as well great nice I hope now you're going to be proud to stay loud who you are. If you're whatever you yes. are, you got to stand and be proud to be loud. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm already loud everywhere. You see me on Good. Sunday. I go to yeah, church every single Sunday. Louder, I post it. Yeah. Just I like by it. me I like posting it. the videos. Yeah. I think, on, I think, on, you, I think first media. people people thought you was there for your grandma. Because when I first see that, I thought you was there for your grandma. Okay, grandma, let go to church. Yeah. And I feel like it's more for yourself. And, Good man. And, and, I, and I, I love it. And yeah, so Gerald, so if anybody listening to this, people are actually on the new age. Mm. and they are confused and they don't know how to kind of like get out or anything what can you tell to those kind of people based on your life your own experience yeah i mean that's a 
that's an interesting place to be at. I just want to share with people, you know, get curious. You know, if you're curious about God and you have confusion, then you know that's the spirit of the opposition because the opposition is there to confuse, destroy, and kill. And if you're not 100% sound on what you're doing in that moment, then why don't you just start having a conversation with God? And I think that's a great place. Before you pick up the Bible, before you go to church, before you have to go all in on all in, why don't you just get down and talk to God for the first time? But why don't you talk to him from a place of not I need or I want, but from a place of I don't know you, but I want to know you. And I don't have a relationship with you, but I want one. And there's things about me that only you see, and there's things about me that only you know. And I want repentance in that. I want to come clean with those things. I want to be the version that you know I designed to be. And I think it's just having that dialogue, that conversation, and he will reveal. No man can save. And, you know, I'm not going to transform you. I'm not going to convert you. But the curiosity, the seed as small as a mustard seed planted in your heart will be watered by him. And he will do the watering and he will call you forth as a child of God. And I just think that what a beautiful place to be. What a beautiful transition to be illuminated in truth. And he will reveal truth to you. And I will pray for everyone that's watching this. And I will pray for everyone. I'm going to love you. If you hate me and you send me hate mail on my DMs, I'm going <laughs> to love you so much. I'm going to love you more and more and more and more and more. Because it's easy to love the ones that give you the pats on the back and tell you you're great. But it's hard mm -hmm. to love the ones that say the horrible and horrific things about you. And those are the people that need God's love more than anything. Yes, thank you for that. I appreciate it, man. Like, Jermaine, if you don't know, like, uh, can you explain, Jermaine, how did you found the podcast? So it was actually amazing the way you actually found me. <laughs> Just tell him all about it. <laughs> yeah, can you tell Jermaine how you found the podcast? Because Oh, me? I yeah, thought you said, yeah, Jermaine, yeah, can please. you tell me? No, no, I was no like, him, actually, okay. yeah. It was funny because I just see the DM. Can you tell him more? He's going to know about this. So, you know, I've been quiet for a year. I haven't said a peep about my, you know, transformation or anything. And then, you know, I've just been praying to God. I'm like, man, can you just put me to work? Because I'm like, I I don't know where to go here. You know, I'm back home with mom. This has been hard. And I prayed and prayed and prayed. And I got up, you know, recently, like just a couple of days ago. And I had a thought. And I was like, well, why don't you just reach out to people? Use the skills I gave you in sales and everything. Just reach out to people and see who would be willing to have you on their podcast. What a great way to just conversate started making a list of all these podcasts and I started emailing people. And then in that moment, I felt like, you know what, I'm going to go on to a Google search and I'm just going to search new age to Christianity. And I did that. And I believe there was uh, you interviewed a, a girl, right? Who was yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. And I saw this and I was like, wow, this is cool. And then I was looking for his email and I couldn't find it. And then I saw the name, I copied it. I put it in Instagram. <laughs> he came up and then I found the podcast because it said, you know, podcast, boom. Yeah. Um, better yourself podcast i'm like okay and then there was no contact and i was like you know what i'm gonna send this guy dm he's either gonna think i'm crazy or he's yeah, gonna actually say thought he, was a spam, yeah. he thought i was a spam thing and i said jesus <laughs> yeah. gonna ordain this i ain't gotta worry about i see like uh, i see this i was like what what is this you know like, good that was a good message do you think yeah, a bot did that no, but the thing is, the more people write, the more it sounds like a spam these days, right? I was like, yeah. But the more well, I had personal, to tell you my yeah. testimony, you would have been like, yeah, what was yeah. I going to say? Hey, I, I'm a new agent of Christ, put me on your yeah. podcast. Yeah. So, you know, then he reached out. And I was like, glory be to God. I had a podcast uh, this morning with someone, one with you. And I'm just like, you know, that's, to me, that's the miracles, the grace of God. Like, I didn't have to really, you mm -hmm. know, try so hard. I just said, 
you know, is yeah. this what you want from me? I think uh, the, that's a, the beautiful, the beauty of the internet because there's always somebody out yeah. there who actually want to listen Someone. to this. You know what I mean? Like this is a great thing about it. There's before we finish, there's anything that you're actually working on, something that you yep. you're planning Thank or you. where people can actually get in touch with you as well. Amazing. Well, you can find me on Instagram at just Gerald. So I'm sure you'll put it in the yeah, put comments it below. Um, I do have a company called MVN Movement, which stands for Man Movement. Just a little twist on flipping the A upside down to a V. Um, we're launching a another 12-week program. I only do three a year where I take about 30 men, bring them through a journey of mind, body, spirit, and service, all centered in Christ. I do it with my business partner, an amazing, beautiful individual named Dr. Eric Scroggins. Um and if you're interested in that, you could find us through the website. You could send me an email. I'd just love to have a chat with you and just stay connected, regardless if you're in my line of work or you just want to connect, talk, you know, speak new age, speak Christ, whatever you want, or just connect or have a brother to support you. I'm here for you. So I'm open to all conversations with people. All right. So thank you again. It was very nice to talk to you guys. I appreciate man. Jermaine, yeah. you know, Gerald is very nice. And I hopefully next time we're actually going to have this conversation again, whatever topic. Yes. Come in your I'm mind, coming to London. Feel free. Okay. That's great. You live in, you yeah. live in the UK. So maybe we're going to see you one day. That's going to be I, great. No, I'm saying I'm and, coming to you. Okay. That's great. I, as long <laughs> as you have Maltesers or Cadbury Flake, I'm on the plane. <laughs> i give it to jermaine you know like, yeah you know. We, 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 so, got, we got we got you covered we got hospitality covered for you man. come to our I'm church and, and definitely no but but it's definitely about kind of building something now and yeah. creating a, a, a movement i think so many souls are currently lost at the moment and i was one of them um and everyone's kind of looking for inspiration so um yeah let, let's 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 make something happen i'm i'm, ex I'm excited Thank you, man. If you listen to this episode, make sure you get in touch with Gerald. I want to put everything, the link, everything you guys get in touch Thank with. You. So make sure, just remember one thing. We're not here to judge you. We're just here to have a healthy conversation. It's your life. Yes. It's your soul. You do whatever you want to do with it. All right? All that right. is great. And then again, thank you again for having you guys today. Thank, thank you. you so much, guys. Love, guys. <laughs> love, love, love. <laughs> okay, Jermaine.